The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans, so belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer and sports talk, and a whole lot more. Show 269 on this January the 16th, 2022. Brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED at Manscaped.com today for 20% off and free shipping. And we have a uh, little contest coming up later on today that we'll tell you about in Dave Sport and the Manscaped t-shirt. I'm That's actually representing. Yes. For those of you who are, who are watching on YouTube later <laughs> on, you'll see that. Uh, anyways, uh, Dave, NFL Wild, actually, no, first let's get off to you. Uh, you went down to Montana. We talked about it off air. Uh, your trip was cut short for reasons unbeknownst to you, but uh, did you get a different kind of beer? What, what did you do uh, beer-wise down there anyways? Uh, Beer-wise, I uh, managed to stop in the supermarket and buy some of my favorite, um, the Tamarack from Lanny's Place. Uh, Sorry, this is a Hat Trick IPA. It's from uh, Lanny's uh, McDonald's Brewery in Lakeside, Montana. It's just awesome. It's, it's, it's It's the pale ale that I compare all other pale ales to. Lanny's Place, is that what it's called? No, it's called the Tamarack, but Lanny McDonald owns it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Lanny McDonald owns the owns the Tamarack Brewery in Lakeside, Montana. There you go. In fact, my brother-in-law was there one time, and and Lanny was there like with a broom and rake cleaning shit up. Well, good. And, yeah, and then he, he said, "Lanny, <laughs> you don't got someone to do that? No, no, I like doing it." Keep the, it's amazing. Actually, we'll get on the show in a second here. It's amazing if you want a long time and you don't want to talk to somebody, put a broom or a rake in your own hands, and people will leave you alone for hours on end. <laughs> Not if you're Lanny McDonald, because my brother-in-law Because your brother me. went, but, but you, you know what I'm getting at, eh? Like if you oh, just, no, exactly. If you want to listen to a podcast or something, and, and you just, okay, I'm, okay, how can I get rid of people? Put a broom in your in your own hands, and nobody will talk to you. Nobody. Start, start cleaning. Start, start cleaning. cleaning. Yeah, people people disperse. <laughs> They'll run oh, the yeah. other way. That dude's cleaning. I'll yeah, that alone. dude's cleaning. Uh, Dave, NFL Wild Card Weekend this weekend, Super Wild Card Weekend, as they as they're calling it now. Started that last year. Got going on uh, Saturday afternoon. San Francisco and Seattle. Kind of, that game kind of went as expected, but the uh, the big uh, d- the big disaster of the weekend thus far i mean this one's a 18 nothing lead uh for uh, tampa bay or, or dallas beating tampa bay but the big disaster on saturday night jacksonville and the chargers i turned it off uh i was watching the game and then we went over to to browns and kind of was watching it a little bit i peeked my head around the corner and saw the score was 27 nothing and okay good enough and then 27-14 and on and on and on. What the hell happened there? No doubt because, you know, it's kind of funny because I was watching that game and then when the, the Jags got that touchdown late in the first half, I said to myself, like, this game ain't over because, you know, to have a five touchdown, uh, sorry, a five turnover in in a half and, 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 and only not put them away and not be a, and only up by 20, like, that's if they don't turn the ball over, right? Like it's, it's, it, it obviously manifested itself, but that's like, if I'm, if I'm San Diego or uh, if I'm the chargers, that Staley is gone. Coach is gone. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. Especially with all the question marks hanging over his head um, from his dubious uh, coaching last year, that cost him a playoff spot um, by not going for the tie versus the Raiders. It's, I think you got to fire that coach. Like this is you—you you don't give up that lead. It's—it's it's inexcusable. See, uh, when we were watching the, the game, like Deanne, Deanne, she doesn't watch it all. We'll get into our, our picks. What, what happened with, with that on the weekend? But uh, it's quite funny. Um, I was thinking, Jesus, I've been saying all year long, and I have not—I have nothing to base this on. But I've saying, been saying all all football season long that there's something about Herbert I don't like, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And I said. 
Now I have some ammo to say this is what this is what I don't like about Herbert. Not that it was his fault, but he could have. It, he had a wide open touchdown, but four minutes left in the first in the first half that he he should have completed. It would have been a five a five possession game, and then it would have been over. Um, it's not his fault. Like the way, but it was something that I could laugh about. Well, there it is. That that's what I've been preaching all season long about Justin Herbert, and he proved me right. Well, it's kind of funny you got your cake and eat it too on that one <laughs> yeah. well, because cause you've been pissing and moaning about Trevor Lawrence that you think he's a bust. Well, he, geez, he tried to piss that one away in the first. So I, 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 I kind of had my cake and ate it too with both guys because he uh, he threw the four interceptions in his first five possessions of that game on on Saturday night, and it was just it's crazy the way that that game ended. What what was like? And you talk about Staley and the way he coached that game. There was twenty eight pass attempts in the second half, and I think it was only eight or nine r- running plays that they had when they had the ball. At that point, Dave, are you not just ki- like you're just eating clock. Like you're, you're, you're more playing against the clock than anything else because you have enough points. That's just, just run it down. You get, you, you, you do the, uh, the, the snap count down to two, to two or three or one, and you mix it up to draw some offsides here or there. But to, to pass the ball that many times when you have a 27 point lead or whatever it was, I, I don't understand it, and I'm not a like I'm not a football coach. Never played the game in my life. Just watched it my entire life. That was a huge mistake. I completely agree with it. Like it, it's the to the clock is your your foe at this point. Um, if you if you want to pass it, fine. But we're talking small slants, little out screens, and you got Eckler, who's one of the more productive backs in the league. Like this guy's a horse, and he's he's trustworthy. Give it to Eckler. Throw those, uh, throw those just uh, in outs to uh, to Little Keenan dink Allen. And dunk kind of plays and see you later. Yeah, high percentage like Kirk Cousin type shit. Um, but no, like uh, you got to kill clock. Just gain first downs, and that's that's it. Don't and- even score because if you score, then then you're giving the other ball, the, the team the ball sooner. Like don't score too quick. Like it's just you're like the, the 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 clock was your was your friend that entire second half because and what happened was there is that 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 San Diego got to them what Jacksonville got in the first half of that game and it's just the way it turned out like it is a horrible horrible coaching performance I thought like just I I didn't understand the, the way that game was played yeah um the the, the I got no pity for for chargers on this one like they went out and and decided to lose that game on the flip side of coaching that uh doug peterson i don't know how they have pants that hold balls that big holy christ like going for the two when you when you're down by four and then so now you're down by two and then so your field goal at the end of regulation wins it and then that fourth down end around with uh etienne like just he showed it before when when uh, when he was with Philly, the Philly special and what have you. Nice set of balls on Doug Peterson. No, oh, that was man. that was quite the game, and the, that that's got to be the like the the biggest disaster in sports history. I think like that like that ranks up there with uh, what was it in nineteen ninety six with uh, Great Norman blowing to the Masters, and well, who was that uh, at the uh, the British Open that year? John Vandeville. John Vandeville blowing blowing that. He had a he had to get a double bogey to win the British, and he blew it. This this one probably beats that man. This like this is. Not as bad as losing the Super Bowl up twenty eight to three or whatever that was, but this is this ranks right up there. You have a twenty seven point lead at the half, and, and, pretty, and, you, and you lose. It's pretty bad, um, but I do remember um, uh, back in the day, my buddy was a Houston Oilers fan, and they were laying the boots to Buffalo, and then and and Jim Kelly was hurt, and Frank Reich. I think they were losing thirty five to ten or something like that. And the Bills came back to beat the Houston Oilers. It was I, I'll I'll never forget that because my buddy was clearly annoyed, and we were watching it at his house. Like this is back in the day. Like there was no such thing as a sports bar on Sunday. We had to go to each other's house to watch it, and we weren't drinking beers. We were just uh, just yeah, kids just watching, watching football. Yeah. 
No, it, it's absolutely amazing the way that game turned out. This 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 one's a runaway now. Dallas is up twenty four nothing in the third. This this kind of a shocker. Uh, I put it up on Twitter poll. It was over a hundred and some votes that w- what was going to be the outcome of this game, and it was a it was a close percentage that it was going to be Brady's last game as a Buck as opposed to. Um, uh, Dallas is uh, McCarthy's last game as as the coach uh, for Dallas, and uh, yeah, I guess people are right about this. Tom, yeah, Tommy, to, like it's. We'll get off this in a second. We don't. I don't want to do live play by play of a game, but it seems that Tommy was forcing it a little bit, and he was kind of trying to do a little too much. Red zone interception, and then Dallas is doing what they got to do. Except for their their guy, their their kicker, their stupid fucking kicker, uh, missed three um, three extra points so far. That's something you don't see every day. No, no, no. Like that's that's money in, in the bank. Like that's a point you're counting on. So um I'd like it to cost Dallas because you know in, in our pool, um I got uh, I got the one stars losing tonight, but I got everyone right on the weekend and this one is now I'm obviously in jeopardy. Yeah, I, I I'm five and old thus far as well and in, in in the pool there and it's uh, it's kind of funny how that turns out. I, I thought this was the lock of the week actually. The way the way this one cuz I, I don't have much faith. <laughs> Yeah, Dallas One Stars, as our friend uh, Jim calls him, from the fan in the van. Uh, other games this weekend with, look like there's a lot of uh, what if situations. That what if a certain quarterback could have started? What if Tua would have played for Miami because Buffalo didn't? They didn't look real good. Uh, and what if Buffalo had a guy? What if? Um, what if Lamar Jackson could have played for Baltimore? I think he, th- those two games were what if your th- their main guy would have went. Exactly, like both of those games, I I myself have been uh, bragging up Buffalo and and the Bengals with KC being the the best three teams in the league, far and away. And uh, I think maybe Buffalo and Cincy uh, were perhaps looking past this weekend and gearing up for next weekend because they weren't good. Like Cincinnati for sure should have lost that game. Like without like without Hundley fucking up that that first and goal, or or and yeah. for the ninety eight like that's Baltimore wins. Baltimore wins that game, and I also think the refs were really had a vested interest in Cincinnati winning that game. Um, I I was really displeased with the officiating in a couple games, but that those I found that I I, I thought that Cincinnati was getting all the fucking breaks and they needed them. But like without that, like they don't win. Like Baltimore kicks a field goal there and they win. And that was with Hunley. And then also Hunley, like he was out of bounds and he got thrown to the ground when he was out of bounds. They could have easily called that. And then Jim Harbaugh, who I quite like, um, I don't like the boss, the the Baltimore franchise per se, but I, I like Harbaugh. His clock management was terrible coming home. Well, it was all over the old interweb today that a Harbaugh might be looking for a new job or might be calling his brother for a, a coordinator <clears throat> position at Michigan because uh, Jim decided to stay at Michigan. He told uh, the Broncos, thanks, but no thanks. But, uh, yeah, you just wonder how that was. Like, it was all over everywhere that Harbaugh's going to be looking for a new job that he might not be back. And that might be a situation where Lamar Jackson says, I'll sign but one of the, one of those because the – as we all know, inmates run the asylum in the, in the National Football League. Oh, you know, especially, and, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah. And, you know, Baltimore plays a really boring style of football. All this shit. Like, they're not a passing they put the passing team. And I get that. And you're allowed to to do what you want. You know, like three yards in a cloud of dust. That's how that's their brand in, in Smash Mouth football. But when you're doing like behind the back double reverse screen, like there's so many moving parts for a five yard passing play. Simplify the fucking shit. Simplify it. Give your give your backup quarterback. I get it. He's played four games now. Give him a chance to succeed. And I mean, why Huntley wasn't burning his nose in his center's ass and and driving towards the end zone as opposed to the the jumping over top? That's inexcusable as well. Like it, it's just it's Baltimore beat themselves. He missed Cincinnati. another one. Oh, did he? He missed another one. <laughs> That's got to be a, a record. It has to be. Oh, for it, sure. It has to. Sorry to interrupt, but that it has to be. You have one fucking job. 
Like, I know it's hard. It's a really hard thing to do, and the pressure is on. But Jesus, man. These are the easy ones. Do the easy ones. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. He hit the post, too. And it went, then it went wide. That's unbelievable. I, I've, ne I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. A, you don't lose your skill. You lose that six inches between your ears. That uh, screws things up. Eh? Like It's unbelievable how that happens. Well, it's crazy. Uh, what did you think about the... Uh, the we, we've been saying all year long how the NFC isn't good. Uh, what do you think about the Minnesota Vikings uh, showing that they're the frauds that they are? Specifically... Uh, Kirk Cousins. I can't believe it. I, I'm not even a fan, and I had the Giants picked in that game. But with the game on the line, fourth and eight, and you throw to your check down three yards past the three line. Three yards, scrimmage, whatever it was, yeah. That's inexcusable. That is, you got, you got Thielen, and you got <clears throat> Adam Thielen, and you got uh, Jefferson. Give one of those guys a chance to make a play on the ball. Even, even, if, he's in, even if there's quadruple coverage. <laughs> You got Throw it to Jefferson. Let him make a play. Don't, don't. That was just the biggest chicken shit maneuver. Chicken shit maneuver ever. Like you're not here to win. I would like. I I would. If I was a Minnesota fan, Kirk Cousins, get out of here because you're not playing to win. You're not playing to win. You don't make that throw if you're playing to win. Understand your situation. You're a veteran. You've been in this league for 14 fucking years, and this is what you do with the game on the line inexcusable oh i felt bad for minnesota fan and if i was minnesota fan i would be burning uh kirk cousin in effigy today like you, you were talking earlier dave about uh the officiating in the national football league and i i'm i'm a i'm a big don't leave in the ref's hands kind of deal like our, like tom said don't uh like uh, tom o'connor was on was a few weeks ago that you can't leave it in the official's hands and you can't leave it in the judge's hands and, and the like uh but there was a call late in that game yesterday where it was not <laughs> roughing the passer. There was a hand to the face. Yeah, but it was just, he was flailing. He was just going to get the guy. He grazed his face, uh, cousin's face mask. And then he tackled, he threw him down. It wasn't hard. He didn't sit him down. He got a roughing the passer penalty, whoever the, the lineman was for, for the Giants. And I thought to myself, I said, is that what football is? Like, yes, we, we were trying to get rid of the violence of the sport, but it wasn't a rough play. It was it was just a, a football play that was nothing. Cousins stood up and he was fine. I know you cannot have uh, penalties and um, infractions based on what the injury is because that's just not how it would work, especially in football and in hockey. But like you were saying, man, like the officiating seems a bit um, out of touch. Like, is it the rules or is it the way it's the, the rules being called or like what do you think it is? I think interpretation I th of the rule or in interpretation and like all obviously name brand too, right? Like the, like I mentioned that the way Hunley, they threw Hunley down to the ground after he uh, ran out of bounds there, that would have been like, if it was a name brand quarterback, for sure, no doubt in my mind, there's a flag there. Same with like cousins. I guess he gets name brand because he got that soft call the other day. It's, I understand the league's desire to protect the the money makers, which are the quarterbacks. They they drive, they put asses in the seats. But come on, we're still playing a full contact sport here, people. Like you, you're going to get bumped. You're gonna you might take a a hand, an open hand to the back of the helmet as he's going by you. Like I understand what they're trying to do, but there has to be some. There has to be something better here. Like they're, they're, they're just does. And you know what? Uh, uh, to, to not be completely, totally negative. I dug it. It was the first time I noticed it. I don't know how long we've been doing this where the, uh, there's an officiating crew in the box, whatever that would overturn calls catches and not, uh, on some games. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. Yeah. There was a couple where like, uh, the the game is going. There's no coach's challenge, and then uh, the ref would buzz down, like someone up upstairs would buzz down and say, "Hey, the man, that wasn't a catch," and which is nice. It it, it didn't because it didn't. It wasn't long a prolonged thing, but the guys upstairs could obviously have all the the angles right away. And it was like two or three calls where where they they reversed the call on the field with no coaches having to burn a challenge on it. Like it's and, not. And so, it, I fuck. 
I, I like it. We talk about it a lot. Like I, it's, I get it. You want the call to be right, especially if it's against your team, and, and it helps your team out to make sure it's right. But, man, if, if, you, if it gets down to a point where one call costs your team the game, you probably coach that game wrong. You know, that's possible, but there's always uh, there's always a play in every game where the that's the balance of the game. The the the, the game yesterday um, with the, the Ravens and the Bengals, if some ref would have been whistle-happy and blown that dead, then like, now it's uh, Cincinnati first and, first and 10 from the two after review, as opposed to letting them play and, and run. Like, that's that's a monster play, and the refs were smart not to to blow a whistle. Not Not that they had any reason to, but but dumber things have happened, right? Yeah, it's it's just it's just hard to like when you, you see all the mistakes that these players make. And let, let's just say for the sake of conversation, having a podcast here, um, that that if if Tampa Bay was to come back with four touchdowns and and uh, take take the lead twenty eight twenty four, and there's a controversial call that goes Tommy Boy's way for roughing the a roughing the passer call, are the are Dallas Cowboy fans going to be mad at the referee or they going to be mad at the stupid fucking kicker who missed four extra points? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you know, it's that's and that's what makes sports fans sports fan, right? There's always there's always a reason why you lose in the same fan base. Like either if it's egregious and 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 glaring enough, then everybody can blame the same person, whether it be your quarterback or or the running back with fumbleitis. But it's always a little bit more fun to blame the stripes. Because those fuckers get it wrong all the time, and and who likes a referee? There does need to be a bit more accountability. I, I know they did they changed things a few years back where they, they are full time guys now. It's not that many years ago, Dave, where these guys, these were these are part time jobs for a lot of these NFL NFL officials back. It's not that many years ago, like they were insurance guys or real estate or whatever. They were, but they were guys who had jobs that they could get away for on a Sunday and maybe take Monday off because they were traveling, and they, it wasn't a full time gig for these guys. And now it is for the NFL. I don't know what they make. I have no idea because it's, it's a it's a short season. But um, it's good that the NFL does have full time guys. But it, it actually it seems there, there's there's worse calls now than there was now. That there's full time guys, or it's just because now there's there's more replay and everything else, and we and there's more of everything now. It's more. Uh, it's just noticed more. I, I I think it's it's probably the latter more so because well and also because the game is being played so much more fast than it did back in the day. Um, anyone that follows me on Twitter has seen uh, some of the, the glory days Denver Broncos clips I've been putting on there. <laughs> Those guys aren't as fast. They're not as fast. And and that's just as simple as that. And 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 when and I don't remember being absolutely outraged at the referees because also there wasn't a high definition camera that can get and count the blades of grass either. So there was always the there there the technology did, always allowed for the lack of technology I would guess um allowed for the the margin of doubt to remain. Uh, uh, yeah okay okay. But now instant replays like when I say instant like one second after the play's done now we're watching it in high def with a close up. Well did you hear what Triple A baseball's doing Dave like you're talking about that um Triple A baseball is going to a a two separate um, robot um, kind of they're not robots they're just you know what I mean. Yeah, robot I, re- I read that I read that article. Robot up did. situation where where they they're like, what, like half the games are going to have the earpiece in the umpire and to see okay call it a strike call it a ball he'll do his little dance and, and call it a strike or a ball and it's the umpire uh, or or the the, the 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 cameras who make the call and then in in uh, other games. They're going to have instant replay where the batter can say, "Can you check that, please?" And they're they're going to be using the same technology that tennis uses, which is like right now, which is unbelievable how that works. Like if you ever watch a tennis match, they'll say, check, and it's it's right now, and it's, it's and done. it has that animated ball yeah. coming and towards it's done. the line. It's, yeah. it's right now, and it, and it's right. So baseball's trying that in AAA this year. Um, with the technology, I think that like I think that the latter is better for a. a if it's um, to get the check on it, I think is is a better way of doing it for baseball instead of having the the robot ump where it's a strike here and a ball here, and if, if it touches a little part of the plate, I I, I think the, the 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 check the pitch because it it's so quick 
I think that's a better way of doing it. Person, that's my own opinion of it. Because you yeah. still have the human, the human factor. Because they won't check every pitch. I wouldn't think. I don't know the rules enough about it, but I, I wouldn't think every pitch that that a, that a batter um, thinks is missed by the umpire. I don't think they're allowed to check them every one. I, I would, I would hope not. And you know that I don't. I would rather them just go full time robot as opposed to to checking on balls and strike. That seems a little. There's. There's so many pitches thrown. Like, how many times are we going to do this? Well, that's just right? it, I, I, But I guess, like, too, if you had the machine turned on um, and but not in use for the official balls and strikes, I would guess then that, like, check that, and then and then the, the ump just goes, check, ball. No, it was a ball. And then we go. So it's, like, literally a five-second process. I hope so. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not going to be watching those games anyways because it's in AAA. Um, and, and I'm kind of mixed on this. I, I like it because you like anything, right? A couple bad apples spoil the, spoil the barrel. Is that how is it? The couple, bunch. The bunch, whatever. Um, <laughs> bunch of apples. Got, yeah, yeah. So you got the, the Joe West and Angel Hernandez that are just making a mockery of the profession. And, and, and these fox sticks got to get out. They got to get out. They got to get pushed out of the game because they make the game about them and they're doing a bad job. Like, do a bad job, but be quiet about it. Don't do a bad job and tell everybody that you're the king of the castle and this is, is my my realm and you're going to deal with it. Is sport better to watch nowadays? Yeah, the, the cameras and the kick, the color, blah, blah, blah. But because we're so spoiled now, is is it kind of, does it lose its luster because we want everything right? We want it right now. Like, is it, is it, was it better back in the day where you, you could have a conversation about a call, you could have a conversation about a penalty because there was only, think hockey, there was only the, the one referee and two linesmen and the, and that was it. And there wasn't 40, 45 different cameras and you could piss and moan and enjoy the game more. And same with football and baseball where you could just have a conversation. Like, was the view, was viewing a game at home better 20 years ago, 30 years ago than it is now? Um, I think it might be, and I'm going to give it to this as well, because there was such limited product to consume on TV from home, right? We got the game that was on CBC uh, on uh, Saturday nights, and then, like, you know, we being in Lethbridge, we got the two and seven Flames coverage, yeah. and, then that, and then that was it. So, like, if you watched every game that was on TV, it was maybe three a week. Um. Same with football. We would have to, we, I would, would be forced to watch whatever, whoever Seattle was playing. I like, I, as a Bronco fan, I maybe got to watch Denver play five games a year, like the Monday Nighters. Um, they happened to be in the, they, in the AFC North yeah. with, uh, Seattle at that time. So I got to see them twice there. And then they would make, uh, um, there was no Sunday night football. You're just at the, at the mercy of of whatever the regional cover coverage is, but now we can watch any game, anytime, anywhere with the multiple replays, and it's 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 too much information. And then the bad calls we, we're going to see on the Twitter machine, like this is just bullshit. This is well, and wrong, then it, right? and, and it, I think it actually kind of like the, how much coverage there is, kind of it makes us all think that we're professional fucking broadcasters and podcasters and blah 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 that's why we try not to break down the game the game like here in the 1420 show we, we try not to break the game down too much because we don't know like like these guys do uh, it's just I, I just find it that it's uh it, it kind of um there's so much coverage and there's only so much you can talk about and then every channel tries to get clickbait or every twitter account gets clickbait and everything there's just too much and then so if you watch the pregame show or the halftime show they're not even saying sentences. It's just a bunch of words that mean nothing. So, yep. you, know, you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, they're 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 not analysts so much as they are entertainers. Like, yes, yeah, sometimes there is some insight, and 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 we're lucky to have that. But I'm not even a pregame. Like, I'm too busy. I got I don't got time to watch fucking pregame. And, and yeah, I don't watch pregame. Yeah, so. and especially because everybody has their clowns too, right? Like. Uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw, like, and Mike Dick, is he still on pregame? I I stopped watching that pregame a long time ago. And even the one, the one I do like is the NFL Today with Rich Eisen and Mooch and um 
And who is it? Michael Irvin's on that one. I I, I kind of like that one, but even that gets a little bit clowny. And those are guys that I like. I, I find that hockey now that you're getting so many um, ex players, and that hockey's kind of getting into the uh, the the younger age and the younger demographic of of uh, broadcasters and guys doing the uh, the uh, the pre and post and mid mid game and everything else. It, it, it's it's almost a, a bit odd. It's a bit weird. They're, I think they're trying too hard. I. Like I kind of just wish it was just the game, and I, I guess I could just record it. And like like the, the Deanne's dad does, he doesn't watch uh, between periods. He starts a game an hour late. It's, he's weird, but he starts a hockey game an hour late, and then they they skip through all the commercials. They skip through um, they skip through the the uh, intermission stuff, and they it pretty much lines up pretty good for when when the game is over and. I, I find it weird because I wouldn't be able to stay off my phone and, and see what the score was, but maybe they're onto something where you don't got to listen to all this shit that means absolutely nothing. Oh, no. It means like, nothing. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying, and, but like, I'm. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a whole other extreme. Don't get me wrong. And that's how I watch a lot of football, though, too. I'll be honest. Like, it's like I try and, and, and time it myself. In fact, last night, uh, Kaylee and I have, um, had to. We went to a dinner party like uh, with friends or whatever. And so I, I missed then the end of the, the, the Minnesota Giants game. And I didn't watch a second of... <clears throat> what was the late game last night? Oh, yeah. The, the mid, the, so I, I missed the, third, the fourth quarter of the Giants-Vikings, but I recorded it. So I came home, I stayed off my phone, watched the end of that game, and then I watched the, the entire Ravens Bengals game with without knowing. I was able to stay off. I I'm 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 disciplined that way. If you have that kind of <laughs> discipline, I guess so, but yeah, it's like if you're on Twitter or if you just something or so even an errant text message from a buddy might put, throw a fuck into your plans, right? Like just like, Oh fuck. I, I almost made it like that, that Seinfeld episode when he was watching the Mets game on cause he recorded it and he goes, yeah. and Kramer goes, Oh, do you see that ninth inning? Jerry's like, Oh fuck. Like one of those deals, right? So <laughs> it again. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just wanted to watch the game. Anyways, uh, the playoffs are pretty much set now for the, for the next round, Dave, uh, Dallas is going to go on. Uh, they're going to play the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this game might be close, uh, but let's start first off. Let's go with Jacksonville, Kansas City. What do you got there? I got Kansas City in a route. Like, um, Kansas City is just too much for Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I, uh, if, I, if I was a Jacksonville fan, all five of you out there, I'd be really encouraged by, by how this team finished the year. And then got a playoff victory. That crowd was crazy. They were so loud. I don't, I like, once again, I don't watch too many Jacksonville games, but that crowd was definitely into it. They got something to cheer for. And, 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 and I would just be happy that we're in this position to get our ass handed to us by Kansas City. Uh, Cincinnati, Buffalo, the, uh, the game that didn't, uh, didn't happen a few weeks back. We all know the whole situation, Hamlin, uh, now they're going to do it again. Uh, the whole thing and on and on. Where do you see that one going? If DeMar Hamlin is in the stadium, Buffalo wins. How's that? I have more faith in Cincy winning this game. I think uh, Buffalo, like as we said before on this show, and like right from from week one, how everybody's been jerking Buffalo off all season long, and uh, yeah, they've had a good good season. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have my cake and eat it the third time that I think Cincinnati wins this game outright, and I just I don't have faith in Buffalo. Uh, everybody's been telling it, everybody's been telling them how good they are all season long, and they've been telling people how good they are, and I just think there's they they showed some weaknesses over the weekend. I think Cincinnati wins this game. I if if Cincinnati protects Burrow, they win. That kid throws such a pretty ball. He's good. Yeah. Fuck, is he good? Pinpoint accuracy, the swagger. Like if like if he has time, they win. That might Period. not that every NFL quarterback isn't isn't filled with uh, confidence, arrogance, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Burrow's got something that Allen doesn't. He is. He's just he just has that. Joe that, Cool, that, that another that another level of Joe Cool that that the other guys don't like. At, like it's almost like Burrow's like 
I'm good if we win or lose, but we're we're gonna win. Like I'm like it's it's fun. It's, I he's having fun, and the the other guys are, they're they're trying too hard. Where Burrow seems to be having fun during, before, after the game, the entire time. Yeah, it's 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 almost like one of he's so good at this. This is easy for me, so let's do it. Like don't don't worry about me. You like I'll tell you what to do, and 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 I'm gonna get it there. Don't fucking worry about me. Just give me time. And then I'm gonna do my job. He's that confident in himself, and like, there's there's no bigger dick swinger in the league right now than Joe Burrow. Giants Philly. I think Philly wins this one. I think it's gonna be closer than people think. Uh, Danny Dimes had a had a quite <clears throat> the weekend. His stat line was uh, something that's never been done before. Uh, but I think Philly comes out on top on this one. I have Philly too. I think this might be a hell of a game. And that's just something else else that I wanted to touch on. Um, with all these huge point spreads um, for divisional games, uh, like Buffalo, Dolphins, and Ravens, Cincy, like these are divisional rivals. They're always going to be close. I won't say always. They're gonna they're gonna be close in the playoffs. They because there's there's so much familiarity. You're you're not gonna trick them with any anything because it's the third time they've seen you. Like a lot of shit that you've done before ain't gonna work. So um so Giants Philly is is once again a divisional game, which I think should shrink the point spread by three. But at, at the end, if, if Hertz is healthy, um then I, I believe Philly wins as well. And San Fran and Dallas, what do you got there? San Fran by fifty. Fuck the one stars, <laughs> Jesus! I hate the one stars. This is a, this is a funny game tonight. Like Dallas is gonna, there's two minutes left in the third quarter. Dallas is gonna gonna pull this off. Uh, but this is a funny game that's been going on. That uh, so many people want Brady to lose just because, and so many people want Dallas to lose just because. It's funny, like the the hatred of because usually you have the. Uh, nothing brings two people together like the hatred of one. Both yeah. people, people hate both these teams just because of a few people. It's almost and, like it's almost like Brady should play for the one stars so everybody can hate the same thing at the yeah, same time. Because and there's there's a thing, and what's what's odd is there, there's a lot of people who hate the one stars that don't even know that the one stars won because it's been thirty years since they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right, so the, it, so the, the air, so the hatred because that was the thing they they won those Super Bowls. You just hated them because it's like people hate winning teams for some reason. I don't know if your team, if it's not your team, people just hate them, and it's a thing. But people just like who are under the age of thirty, they just hate Dallas for the sake of hating Dallas. Well, because why wouldn't you? Because there's so many of those obnoxious pricks out there, right? Um, because a, a one star fan is going to let you know they're they're one star fan. One star fan is almost like a Yankee fan. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they they think it's their 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 God's gift to the sport, and we're the first dynasty, and we're the first one to do it this way, and just kiss our rings. <laughs> Fuck, you can kiss my ass. One stars. There's, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a gross fan fan base. It's it's probably the most obnoxious fan base in the NFL. It ranks up there. Anyways, uh, Manscaped, breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new beard beard hedger. From a beard, I can't read this fucking thing. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the beard hedger allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com using promo code 1420pod for 20% off and free shipping. Dave, I have an idea. We're getting a couple of these things. I think three of them actually are getting sent to world headquarters uh, for from Manscaped, these beard beard uh, trimmers. I don't have a beard. I'm uh, unable to grow a beard. You are the same way. You 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 can probably grow a patchy one just like myself. We're fresh-faced. We're very fresh faced. We are our youthful exuberance comes out in our in our in our faces. <laughs> so I was thinking, why don't we get have a contest of some kind to give one of these away to our listeners, where they could uh, either send us a picture of their bearded faces, and we'll pick either a fa- a face that needs a, uh, a a good trim or one that already has a good trim, but they can make it even better. So I think there's some that uh, they're they're shaping creams and and. Uh, 
those waxes and stuff in for the long beards. You know what I mean? Like stuff I that, hear you. Like stuff that you and I are never going to use. So we'll we'll discuss it off air how we're going to make this work for people who do have beards. Uh, maybe we'll get uh, let's get the ugliest beard. Let's do that. A person who needs to get a good trim on their beard to make sure they can make it look better. Send us your pictures and we'll work something out that way. How's that sound? Yeah, we'll work on the details because, you know, um, more for our listeners. Like, try this product out. I just, excuse me, I know the the first care package we got, I love it. It, it, The the cordless uh, electrical trimmers and nose trimmers are awesome. So yeah. I got to assume the beer trimmer is as well, but that is like, uh, you know, selling, um, I don't, fuck, I don't know what kind of analogy, but like it's. Baby foodie me and you. Doesn't work. Exactly. Like, you know, I I, know. it might work, it might work in a jam, but I, I have zero use for it. I have zero use for it. It's like selling, uh, selling gloves to a fish. That's a very good analogy as well. So, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll set up the, the final details. We'll, I'll get it out there on the Twitter machine and Facebook and everything else, and we'll figure out how we're going to do it. But we'll uh, give, give away a, uh, a Beard Trimmer 2000 from Manscaped to, uh, every, to uh, whoever gets the uh, – the whoever needs it the most for their, their face to make it look a little bit better. Good? Well, do, yeah, that sounds great But me. Do you know what else a beard is? A beard is a, a woman who, who goes to functions with a gay man. So people don't know he's gay. It's called a beard. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So it's a beard trimmer. So maybe it's just to 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 lose yourself of your your friend that's a girl to hide your gaiety. I don't think that's what we're getting in the box from Manscaped. But anyways, 1420 Sports <laughs> Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED at Manscaped.com today. Trim your beard. Be nice to your friends that are women, gay guys. There you go. I don't know what that even means. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase of your tickets for uh, concerts, shows, sporting events. Uh, Free beers, Ubers. Part of the uh, actually, before we get to get that uh, belly up, go go there. When you click on the link that's on the, the podcast network site, go down to our our logo. It, it's now linked to um, the podcast now, so it comes up on there. So you, you don't got to hunt us hunt us down. Whatever it's 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 right there. I was going to mention that earlier on, but I just kind of forgot. But anyways, Dave. Um, speaking of, we were talking about podcast or not podcasters broadcasters earlier on in the show tonight uh, they're kind of there's a bit too much information there's too much talk there's too much just because there's so many guys and and there's so many games there's so many networks there's so many so many so many and there's so many guys who uh, don't go to broadcast school and, and they just become announcers because they were they were stars or quasi stars in their sport and I, I don't think that that's a good thing back in the day you kind of had to go to broadcast school and the like to become a guy who ended up on tv you kind of had to go through through the wars of the uh of the the junior hockey ranks per se or do high school football in your in your local town work work at, uh not in, on a network tv is your first job um and you 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 would uh, learn your craft a little bit. Now, if you threw for uh, if you threw for three thousand yards one season, they'll put you on television. Or if you if you uh, got a hundred penalty minutes one year, and you you, you you tell a few jokes on a podcast, it seems you get on television. Um, 
you put on the Twitter machine, I think it was on Saturday, and uh, our friend, friend of the show, Tim Monteith, he he uh, replied to you about uh, your disdain for Tony Romo. I don't listen to games when I'm when I'm watching them. I put on radio. I'll put on a podcast or whatever, and I'll watch a game. I don't I don't listen to that drivel these guys put out. How, Dave, what what was your uh, rant about Tony Romo about? Just shut the fuck up. Like, kind of like um, me right there. Holy. <laughs> Christ, like it was, it was ridiculous. He was on the Miami Buffalo game, and he was, uh, you know, it, it was kind of funny because as as Miami was going on their their drive to try and tie the game, he was like, "This kid's so scared right now. This kid's so stuff." You know what? What you're explaining, Tony, to me right now is why you fucking sucked in the playoffs. Why you fumbled that snap? The the moment was too big for you. You didn't have the intestinal fortitude to to do it. You can do all this fucking shit in the regular season, but when it came time to fuck or walk, you walked. And you were explaining that to me how feeble you were as a quarterback. Shut your goddamn fucking yap, Tony Romo. I I I don't understand why they give you all that money. And last year in the playoffs, you weren't a good announcer. And this year, you even showed that like you were even worse. You're 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 terrible. You're a fucking terrible announcer on the games I have to and must watch. And when I say that, I mean playoff games. A lot of guys like him, Dave. Like I'm I'm and I'm I'm not just being like uh, point counterpoint, but there's a lot of people who quite like Tony Romo a lot. They're wrong. There's a lot of flat earthers out there too. They're wrong. <laughs> They're fucking wrong. Listen to that fucking guy spout and talk about himself, and like he's he he he's like a child explaining something that he's always wanted to do but never could. I don't I I'll, I I've never understood the allure of Tony Romo. I, I and uh, and and this that fucking shit that he did in the fourth quarter, the that they paid him whatever eight million dollars to do. Fucking lose that money. Lose that money. I don't like. I remember talking about it earlier on when all these announcers were making uh, changes um, and moving like Al Michaels to Thursday night, Joe Buck and and Aikman to Monday night. It was like how how can they pay these guys so much to call a game? And this year, I actually fucking get it. I fucking get it. Buck and Aikman are awesome. You know, um, Tariko filled in with Collingsworth like seamlessly. He calls a great game in Collingsworth a great color. Um, Al Michaels does great with Herb Street on Thursday, but Al Michaels called a game and they put Dungey in the booth with him. And then Dungey just drags it down. Like, you know, I, I get it. He's he's respected and he knows the game, but Dungey doesn't belong behind a mic doing color. He's so boring. He's boring and stale, and he's got that voice. It's not great, and he kind of drags things down a little bit. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't. It's rare that I listen to a broadcast, like I watch a game I, on, on Saturday night when I turned the the football game off and I put the Leafs, uh, the Leafs Bruins game, which is a hell of a hot game on Saturday night. Uh, that Bruins team's a wagon. Holy Christ, are they good? Like, they, they, they just have, don't like losing. They, they have a confidence level that I've never, I haven't seen on a hockey team for a long time. Because Leafs were up early, and then all of a sudden Boston just said, "Nope, we're we're going to win," and there's nothing you can do about it. Like it's, it's actually you can see it, you can see it happening. But I, I don't. I don't throw the, I'd rather listen to some music, watch the game or have nothing. Like if you're at a game, you don't have a broadcaster in your ear. Some people do, uh, they, they, they put a headphone in to watch a game, whatever it is. But man, I, I'm, I'm so tired of them saying the exact same thing and the psychoanalysis and the fucking stats and the things that don't matter that they fill your head so much. I'm tired. I'm personally, I, I'm tired of it. And I think that's why, like, our show's doing pretty good because we don't talk about that bullshit because nobody knows what that fucking means. Like, nobody knows what those advanced metrics actually mean. Well, and I, the expected receptions. Right. I expect yeah. to catch the ball every time it's thrown to me. Ex- expected interceptions. Expected this. Like, fuck off. Like, just call the game. I don't need to hear the rest of it. I, I don't. Well, and, and I'm still not done. The Fox number one crew, who's going to call the Super Bowl this year, is this Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. Burkhart does a good job. Olson 
it's 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 kind of funny with that guy. He's 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 learning. He's only his second year on the job, and he's figuring it out how to do color. But he has the voice of a grade eight boy, and and that's I don't like that. Like someone like of, of course everybody's younger than me now, so I'm getting that. It's not oh, it's not that. about that. But he he doesn't have the voice for it, and which which kind of sucks because I can't take him seriously. Because he sounds like a high schooler going through pre- puberty trying to break down the game for me. Yeah, it's so, just uh, you wonder, like, and the amount of money they're throwing at these guys, it, it's astonishing that because even the bad ones are getting paid big dough. Like, you wonder, like, if Brady's losing this game tonight, it's it's over, it's going, going to be over soon. Like, if he decides, yeah, that's it, uh, I'm done. You wonder what he's going to be like in the booth because he's he's kind of bland, and you wonder if it's going to be. Uh, entertaining like the manning cast is pretty good i'm getting kind of tired of that too it was kitschy at the beginning of it it was fun to watch a little bit but now it's like okay i don't need to hear you two psychoanalyze the football game anymore either but you don't watch but you don't watch the manning cast anymore because that's on espn no it's on tonight no no i get it but like uh it's aikman and buck calling in the main game like you have to go aikman and buck do a great great job yeah. But when it was Greasy Bugger McFarland and whoever the fuck else was doing it, like we we could have done just as good. And then so when the Manning cast was up against them, it was easy. But now you got a couple pros like Buck and Aikman. Like Buck and Aikman are as good as it gets. Like I used to think Al Michaels was uh and Collingsworth were the best. I think uh I think Buck and, and Aikman are the best. And then Tariko and Collingsworth are number two. Yeah, it's it's just that there's just it, it's just overload all the time, and it's always on. He just maybe it's just too much. There's maybe a sensory overload that we that we need to try to turn it off a little bit now and then. But I kind of our our gig a little bit here to to do uh to watch sports and be, have a sports podcast. Otherwise, we're talking about baking and everything else. But yeah, I I, I just think it's too much. Like I'll watch the games, but like I like I said, I I rarely have the sound on. Rarely. But it but it does mean something, obviously, because you like listening to Michael K and Maggie or whatever the fuck those two are. And then like and nothing beats uh Vince Scully calling a game, right? Yeah. Rest in peace. Maybe maybe it's just who I'm used to, I guess maybe like there's just some some guys I'm used to I'll I'll watch it. But um but there are times you just t- turn it off and just go, whatever. Uh yeah, it's just it's it's an odd it's it's odd. It's just it's just strange. Uh, Dave, I got a couple. Would you rather? Ready to go? Oh yeah, sure. We're ready to wrap it up that quick. Okay, I am. Well, you just keep. Well, I got nothing else. Like you, you, <laughs> you set the table, and I just fucking eat. Uh, the the hockey world lost a, a true enforcer last uh, last night. Gino Olgic, uh Came down. He had a long-term illness, and he died suddenly. Like he lasted a lot longer from his first illness, but then last night he passed away. Long-term uh, Vancouver Canuck, which most known for it, made a stop in Montreal, and I want to say uh, the Islanders as well. Uh, Gino was a, a character. There's no getting around that. Uh, too bad he like it, it's, it's terribly passed away. But Dave, I got a question. We talked about this guy last week as well, but or two weeks ago, whatever it was, but. Would you rather fight Gino Ojek in his heyday or take a hit across the trolley tracks from Scott Stevens? Jesus. I I I can I can, <laughs> I, can I don't want either. But no, you, no. you have to do one or the other. Probably I'm gonna fight uh Ojek and then I'll just I'm gonna glue that helmet on, right? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have my 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 visor, and he can punch my helmet as much as he wants. Like go in and seatbelt him, and just hold yeah. on for dear life. But 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 coming across the middle and catching a a Steven's shoulder to my chest and or chin, like I'm gone. Like I'm in, I'm in I'm literally in the hospital. For he, a well, look, weeks. Look, look, we did a guy a guy like Lindros back in the day when he ran ran Lindros over and Lindros was blowing snot bubbles out of his out of his snout. Like just that was the day of Brad and Irene's wedding. Oh, it was terrible. Like that was actually awful. Yeah. And then he lit up uh Paul Korea. He lit up uh did he uh, that Boston Bruin too. Savard? Did he put him in the like he wrecked guys. He, he wrecked guys. And then like and these were also clean hits back in the day. Right, he did nothing wrong. This is like you know, um, east west as opposed to north south. 
you're, you, you pucks at your feet, you look down, and all of a sudden you got 195 pounds of Scott Stevens putting you into the thing about fighting the guy like like i wouldn't want to fight gino ojic because he he lands one of those haymakers he'd be putting in the next week but the thing is is that when you're fighting the guy um i guess you're expecting to get punched so you're kind of ready for it a little bit it's going to hurt like a bastard there's no getting around that but when somebody rails you like that i gotta watch how you word that actually when somebody hits you like that like steve like it's by surprise, and you don't know where you and you're getting knocked in the next week. You don't even know what's going on. Exactly, it'd be it'd be like going through an intersection and someone running a red light and t-boning you. Like Jesus fucking Christ, I'm waking up in a hospital. Have you been in an accident like that? Never, never at high speed or anything like that. I've I've been in accidents where people Bumper, have, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fender benders. I've never been in an accident. Yeah. Like the ones I've like little like slide into a post or something, whatever, in the, the dead of winter in Bonneville, Alberta. Yeah, the, the, the pain in the ass stuff, eh? And yeah. Pretend to leave a note on someone's uh, window and say, sorry, I hit your shit. Bye. That's shitty. I've That's never, shitty when that happens. I've never done it, but. <laughs> That's sh- <laughs> worse. Like, the, the, okay, what's a worse feeling when you. Come to the, your, your vehicle has been hit and run or like, and there's a note, not a note, who cares? Or when somebody goes in your vehicle and rummages through your shit, which one's worse? God damn. I've never done one and and the other (laughs) one's never been, I've never had the other happen to me. I've had people steal sunglasses and shit like that out of my car. And that fucking sucks. It's. Ah, I hate it, that. It's it's the worst. You come into your car in the morning and you see the glove compartments over and the yeah. consoles up, and, and then all your fucking toonies are gone and shit. Ah, Jesus! Oh, fuck I hate my sunglasses. That. It's awful. It's awful. You're like you know, you're probably out. Well, depending on the sunglasses, right? You're out 120 to 200 bucks. Where it's a little dent. It's probably the same amount, but like you know, you deductible, can live blah, blah blah. Yeah, yeah, and you can live with a little dent on the fender. A little dent, you'll go. Well, leave it. This car's old, or trucks old, whatever it is. You'll just fucking go. Okay, good, whatever. I don't give a shit. Gonna get one sooner or later. Whatever. This car's like me forever. But when someone got, someone takes your shit, that's you infuriating. Yeah, you got all my CDs and my mixtapes, you bitch. <laughs> my CDs and mixtapes. <laughs> Maybe back in the day that was a good thing when the fucking CD changer was in the trunk. Fuck was yeah. that a stupid invention. But then you would have your folder, your CD folder, yeah. eh? That was, I remember when I got when I had my Barbie car back in the, the Jesus, the mid-90s there, or late 90s, early 2000s, I guess it was. And uh, the Davis boys con- convinced me to get a uh, that five disc cd player put in the trunk that was the stupidest invention ever stupid well i hear what you're saying i really do but i didn't actually mind it you just preload it for a road trip five cds uh, mine was a six cd or i think five or six whatever it was yeah. yeah but nonetheless you know that's you know that's that's six to seven hours five to seven hours of music that's not true because every CD's only got about three to four good songs on it. Even a greatest hit compilation, there's yeah, like three but you to can still skip. You didn't have to listen. So you, six CDs is only eighteen songs that you actually like. I did. I disagreed. And yeah, I listened to more live albums than I guess. Oh, I got no god. Fuck. Listen. Last night, uh, it's been. It comes up on. I don't know how these analytics work and everything else, but. Um, the Elton John, the last show he had at Dodger Stadium about two months ago, I think it was, he played on a, on a, on a Sunday night or a Monday night at Dodger Stadium. Uh, it's been coming up on Disney Plus on Twitter and Facebook and whatever else. So last night we decided to watch it. And I had a sports, because that's, that's what I do, I had a sports analogy for Elton John. Uh, is Elton John's career, like, okay, I know he's, an all-time great, blah, blah, blah. But he's been around since about 1970. And he's only got about a hundred and... Like, if he put out 
35 albums, whatever it was, and only three or four good songs per album. Is that a comparable to a guy who hits 300 every year? Edgar Martinez. Like, I'm a one-trick pony. I don't even have a glove. I got this. Like, Edgar Martinez didn't have a glove. Elton John has a piano. He's a one-trick, yeah. doesn't dance. He's got a few good songs on every album. Does the odd thing here and there. Went away for a long stretch of time. Is Elton John, Edgar Martinez, you know what I mean? Like, is he a... Is he just a, a like a Hall of Fame guy? Is he an all time great? Is he a, well? Like, so, what's the difference between Elton John and Billy Joel? I just like Billy Joel better. That's, that's no, and, and I get it, but yeah. like, uh, like career wise, like Elton John probably has more hits. They're both piano man, which, 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 yeah. um, you know, it, it's tough for them to be a, a dynamic front man, but their voices are awesome. Their songwriting is awesome, and. Yeah, he's he's like it's a one trick pony. But when the the piano's your trick, right? That's a pretty like, good trick. Because the know. thing is with with Elton John, like there's he's got like yeah, he, ten songs per album. Let, let's say Rough and Dirty, right? And let's let, thirty five albums over the the forty year career that he's had. That fucker has some been. hits. He yeah. does, but his really big ones are big. And then he played some on that show we watched last night. They were like, well, that one's not very good. You know, you know what I mean? Like his. So is, was that one of those days where he would have went zero for three and uh, with, with two strikeouts? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does that make any sense? Yeah, you know, like yeah, not everything can be extra bases, right? Sometimes you're going to strike out looking, but you got to you got to take a wave at it to see if it works. Like three, like he, he hit three three out of every ten songs on his albums. Well, okay, that's a Hall of Fame career, I guess. For sure, because. Like if if there's if every song's a hit, you like there's the ebbs and flows. You gotta you gotta take the crowd. You gotta give them a a chance to go to the take a piss and grab a beer, right? Or grab a champagne, or whatever you're drinking at a an Elton John concert. Well, that's what that was funny. There wasn't a lot of beer drinking at the Elton John concert last night <laughs> that we were watching on on, TV, on the uh, on the show from Dodger Stadium. Was it in, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was quite funny. There wasn't a bunch of beer drinking in the stands. There was a lot of mimosas and things happening there last night for whatever. Uh, it was quite funny. Yeah, because we we're actually we we're, we we're comparing it to to the different like uh, artists of the '80s and the '90s who had three or four albums, and it was a sign of the times. Like they were in, out, see you later. But some of those albums had six or seven radio hits, right? And then they were out, so their batting average is actually higher than Elton John's all all time kind of deal. So it's kind of, it's just kind of funny how you those guys uh But the, the long, longevity. The right? longevity, right? Like the, the, the Hank Aaron compared to fucking whoever I can Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco who had a, a hell of he came in with a bang and then he was gone, right? So it's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a Hall of Famer. Like I'm not I'm not saying but there were there were some songs last night I was like, oh that's that's not a very good one. Yeah, and then, and and then like every artist, you know, seems I won't say every, but there's a lot of them that has has their sellout stage, right? Like that was Elton John with "Can You Feel the Love Tonight." Uh, one of his biggest Phil hits. Langdon. Yeah, of course it is. You know that made him the more the most money, right? And like, but it's not one of his best songs. It was a bit of a dog shirt song, I think. It was just a, it was just Disney sponsored and. And he sang it, and he got fucking paid. And it's like, Jesus Oof. Christ. And then, like, uh, um, uh, the song he released when Diana died, uh, Goodbye English Rose, as opposed to Goodbye Norma Jean, right? Like, just rewording a song and and fucking selling $10 million. He He made crazy fucking bank from that. Yeah, that's so, yeah, did, he, did he donate that money? I do not know the answer to that, so I will not speculate. I mean, not I, the I, royal family's money. I mean, they're, they're fine. yeah. Like, where's he going to donate it to? I would, I would imagine one of Diana's um, charities, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I can't stand the royal family. I, I don't get it. I had such a super horny young boy crush on Lady Diana, though. Oh, she made me feel special. <laughs> That's good. Like, <laughs> I, I guess it's different. Yeah, I'm not. And that that Harry's driving me nuts. He wants to be on the public eye, and he's always every time you turn the TV on, he's there somehow. Like, Jesus. Well, because you know, like it's all fine and dandy to say I went out of the royal family. Okay, like 
sign here, sign here, sign here. Okay, you're cut off. Now, now Harry needs to get paid, right? I think he's fine. I'm yeah, just saying, I think he'll be he, okay. He ain't royal family fine. I don't know what him and Megan make, but it ain't royal family. Fine. Well, yeah, there's a whole other thing there. Anyways, Dave, uh, fun show tonight. We got some football games going to happen next week, and we'll maybe have to hook, uh, hook up and maybe uh, put our peepers on one together somewhere and find an establishment and watch one. I would love to do that. Um, it's funny. Um, oh, you have your bond spiel this weekend. It's canceled. How does a bond spiel get canceled? I'll tell you how a bond spiel gets canceled. So, you know where Rentham is, Rentham, Alberta? Kind of. Kind of, like, you know, a little south on Highway 36 yeah. there in, in southern Alberta. They have a bond spiel that runs from Sunday to Sunday. Sunday, yesterday to this coming Sunday. They have a two-sheet curting rink. They have 36 teams in it. They have a, a week-long 36-team bond spiel at a two-sheet rink yeah. in the middle of fucking nowhere. Okay. And so Tabor only had seven teams sign up for their business bond spiel. So they canceled it. Is the Rentham one a new, a new, a new one? I, I, I don't know. Like, because I've never once most thought bond, about going. Most bond spiels have their weekend that are that are set. And, and most current, yeah. I know people don't give a fuck about this. I mean, I barely do. But uh, most communities have their bond spiel weekend set for 35, 40, 50, 60 years now. Correct. Amando. Right? And then, and we've gone to this bond spiel like 10 of the last 12 years and Tabor's Tabor and we go to Tabor and we, we have a grand old time. And, but this year, like, sorry, we, uh, we got, a, I got a text on Saturday, like saying like, uh, sorry, we're going to have to cancel. We only got seven teams. Everybody's at Rentham this year. Beautiful downtown Rentham. Rentham. I, like I've lived in this area my entire life pretty well. I took a little hiatus, but I kind of know where Rentham is, but I can't remember. Like it's I would be surprised if the town of Rentham has seventy five people. Hmm. Honestly. Like in its corporate limits. It's a village, it's a hamlet, it's a town. Dave, it's it a takes a village. A... It takes a village. Oh fuck. Well, they're doing something right. They got thirties like fucking farmers in southern Alberta, ruining us city slickers. Well, there is that too. Anyways, maybe we'll do a, 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 a we'll, we'll we'll set the computer up on on uh, Sunday. We'll do a, a show at a pub somewhere or something. We'll do something like that. We should go to rocks. We can do something like that. Okay, well, I'll make some calls. Yeah, we'll 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 make something work on Sunday. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports bar podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Take care of each other, more importantly, take care of yourselves and year round. Keep your stick on the ice, and what else, Dave? I don't want to see Jim swing at high pitches, and I don't want to hear him call an NFL shitty game. There we go. Have I don't want folks. to hear him call an NFL game shittily. 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 Don't be shit. Don't be shittily, people. Just never be shittily. Bigly, yeah. like Trumper. Trumpy with Bigly. Whatever. Whatever. Don't be shittily. Have a good night, Have folks. We'll talk to you on Thursday night. That everybody.